everyone. Welcome to CTC and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I'm Lynn Poindexter and you're watching the 3 Before. We are so grateful for the work of several men who came together a few weeks ago to spread 45 yards of mulch on the school playground. The mulch is necessary for us to be in safety compliance. The list of men who accomplished this includes David Armstrong, Romero Vasquez, Ed Baker, Andy Bissinger, David Prothero, Scott Carpenter, Ken Keating, Matt and Rowan Martinson, Tim Slagle, and Doug Kinnear. We know these guys don't serve for recognition, but we want to affirm and thank them for their hard work. Now that we are clear of Thanksgiving Day and are headed toward Christmas, we have scheduled a church cleaning day to prepare our facility for our guests. On Saturday, December 16th at 9 a.m., anyone is invited to come and help us with doing a thorough cleaning of our mall and celebration room. You don't need to bring any supplies or equipment. Just come and help us show good stewardship of the worship spaces that God has blessed us with. To learn more or to sign up, email Tim Slagle at tslagle at ctcde.church. We are looking forward to celebrating Christmas together as a church family. Our Bear Campus will host Christmas Eve services at 6 p.m. on December 23rd and at 9 and 11 a.m. on the 24th. We will broadcast live at 9 a.m. on the 24th. Our Ellesmere campus will host their Christmas Eve services on December 24th at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. We encourage you to invite your family and friends to be with us for worship at one of those times. Thanks for being here today. You can find more information about all of our ministries by going to ctcde.church. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. As we worship together today, our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God than ever. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. Now, let's get ready to worship. Good morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Thanks for being here today. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Amen. Those of you that are worshiping with us online, we want to welcome you especially. Can we stand this morning? Are you ready to worship the Lord today? The scripture says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Because there is joy in his house. There is joy in being in his presence. And God, we thank you for the privilege of being together in your presence today. Hallelujah. Lord, our God is surely in this place. 
so much for us that we cannot be quiet about it but we will give you thanks we will give you praise we will adore you we will worship you because you deserve to be worshipped and so today God we pray that as we have gathered together in your name that your Holy Spirit would fill this house and do your work in us we yield to you we make room for you God today to do whatever you want to do We give you first place in our lives. We ask you to be with us. Bless us today in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Well, come on and give the Lord praise this morning, and then you can be seated. You can be seated this morning. Well, welcome again to Christ the Cornerstone. We thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Again, in-house, online, uh, we worship all of you who are worshiping with us. 
And uh, if you're here in the building today and you're new, we want to extend a special welcome to you today. After the service is over, uh, in the mall area to the left-hand side of the mall, you'll find our Connect Central. And uh, if you'll stop by there after the service today, we have a free gift for you. And uh, you'll be able to meet some folks from the church, find out about any ministries that we have going on here, ask any questions that you might have uh, about CTC, and uh, you'll get those questions answered. And uh, so we encourage you to stop by Connect Central on your way out. And again, just as a reminder, even for those who are regular attenders, Connect Central is the place to uh, find out all that same information that we just described for uh, new folks. Uh, If you want to get involved in a small group or any of the ministries that we have going on, Connect Central is the place to find that out. If you're new and you're worshiping with us online, up in the right-hand corner of the screen, there's an I'm New Here button. If you would mind clicking that, and it'll take you to a card, and you can just fill that out and give us the basic information so that we can uh, thank you for your visit and, uh, and rejoice that you are here with us. So uh, the Connect cards that are here in the room are at your seats where you're sitting, either at a table or at a chair. And we ask you to fill those out whenever you worship with us and let us know who's worshiping with you. And if you're new, if you would just uh, give us a little bit of information so that we can, again, so we can thank you for your visit and so we can get you some information about our church. And we promise not to abuse that information at all. You can also use those Connect cards for prayer requests or praise reports and uh, those kind of things. And again, as we say each week, uh, we meet over those. There are groups that meet over those prayer cards several times during the week, and we don't just put them in a drawer somewhere and forget about them. Uh, When you submit a prayer request, uh, we take that prayer, that responsibility very seriously, so uh, we encourage you to do that, all right? Also at your seat are offering envelopes, and uh, if you would like to uh, give to the Ministry of Christ the Cornerstone, if you're new today, we don't want you to feel any pressure to give today. If you're not new, we want you to feel all kinds of pressure to give. Not really, I'm just kidding. Uh, we do, uh, on a regular basis, we, uh, we do say thank you for your generosity and thank you for your faithfulness to giving to the ministries of Christ the Cornerstone. But giving to the ministries of Christ the Cornerstone goes way beyond keeping the lights on and keeping the salaries paid. Those things are necessary. They're necessary to any business. But our business is people. And so as you give and even give sacrificially, you enable us to continue uh, to even do greater ministry in our community, across our state, and across our world. And that's, those are the things that we want you to know are very important, especially as we come to the end of this year, that giving to the ministry of Christ the Cornerstone is about way more than salaries and electricity. Uh, it's about ministry that we are able to do through your faithfulness, because it's your faithfulness that allows us to do the kinds of ministry that we can do, because we couldn't do it without you. And so we need you uh, to be faithful to that and to be involved in that process. All right? So, again, right there at your seat, you can put that offering uh, in that envelope. There's some baskets at the back of the room. There's some baskets on the way out uh, that you can put that offering in. And uh, we thank you for being attentive to that and being faithful to that. All right? It's good to be able to give and to participate in the ministry of the church and to the ministry of the kingdom. And when I say church... I don't just mean small C, Christ the Cornerstone Church. I mean capital C, the church, the kingdom of God. All right? Amen. Can we stand together this evening? It's not evening. It's morning. Can we stand together this morning as we continue to worship today? And let's pray as we, uh, as we, as we continue in this service today. God, we thank you for your people. We thank you for the faithfulness of your people. We thank you for the sacrificial giving of your people. 
And so, God, today we ask you, as people are considering what to give in, in, in the offering today and on an ongoing basis, God, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you would move on their hearts and speak to them. And that they, each one of us, speak to us, God, and that each one of us would be attentive to what you say to us. We thank you, Lord, for these moments together that we have to worship you in song. And so, God, today, as we lift our hands and our voices and our hearts to you in praise, doing this activity together with harmony and melody and rhythm, God, we lift a a singular voice of praise to you because you are worthy of praise. And we thank you, God, for your presence here. And we worship you today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. God, we thank you that you are the champion of every situation and every battle in our lives. And that there's nothing that we face that you can't have victory over in our lives. So God, we celebrate you as the champion of everything in our lives today. Come. 
places with Him who has conquered it all. Not because of anything that I've done or any particular hoops that I jumped through or any particular accomplishments that I've made. But because God has chosen to do that. He's seated us in heavenly places and He's given us the authority that Jesus said we could have. Those things that we sang about in that bridge, when I lift my voice and shout, every wall comes crashing down. There's nothing inherently in our personality or in the power that we have in ourselves that makes that happen. That only happens through the power of Jesus. When I open up my mouth, miracles start breaking out. There is power. James says there is power in the tongue. And again, it's nothing that we do. It's nothing that's in us except that it is the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the authority that Jesus has given us. Too often, folks, we let the world run over us because we don't take that authority. Let that sink in for a second. We let the world, we let the enemy run over us because we don't take the authority that Jesus has given us. When Jesus died, when he died on the cross, the veil of the temple was split from top to bottom. And no longer did the blood of animals have to be sacrificed for our sins. But each one of us gained access into the very throne room of God. That's where we are today.
saints and all those who have gone before us are casting their crowns before him. And so today, because he has gone to prepare a place for us and he's coming back to get us, we want to be his people. So today, as we prayed at the beginning of this service, God, we want to make room for you to move in us. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to come in and take over anything and everything.
God, we surrender today to your will. We surrender today and we give you space. We make room for you to come in. We talked about, we've talked about this several times with regard to this song, but I think it bears repeating because we sing the words, I will make room for you to do whatever you want to. And yet so many times in our lives we have this fenced off area 
And we say to God, you can do anything except what's in this fenced area. But I want you to know, folks, that unfortunately, what's in this fenced area most often is what needs the most attention. And there's a reason why we have that closed off to, to God working in that area. Because it means we'll have to make a change in our lives. That's what He wants from us. Not to conform to some pattern that the world expects us to conform to or just to fall in line but to allow Him to move in our lives and do the things that He wants to do to make us the people that He wants us to be. And discipline and growing is a painful process. Do you know that? Discipline and growing are not easy. Because you want to know something? If you look around at our world, if discipline and growing were easy, everybody would be doing it. But everybody's not doing it. So today, God, we make space for You to do anything, to take us anywhere, to put us in any place that we can most effectively minister to people. God, we thank you for the calling that you have on each one of us to do something significant for the kingdom. I'm going to invite April to come and all of our kids who are going to kids' church this morning. And we're going to pray over them. Father, we honor you and we thank you for the ways that you bless us, for the children that you bless us with. And God, today, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless those who are teaching, bless those who are working, bless those children who are here to receive that message. God, would you move in that place? Encourage them and strengthen them. We pray you would bless families today. Encourage and strengthen them. This world is a difficult place to raise children these days. We all know that. But God, with you, we can do all things. So today, we pray for our kids' ministry team. We pray for Pastor Vaughn now as he comes to bring the message. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would speak through him and allow our, our hearts to hear, to respond. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said, Amen and Amen. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping. You can be seated.
I'm sorry, I was yelling myself hoarse here. Okay, thank you, Noel, so much. Okay, all right. And uh, Andy, I'm sorry. Let me get straight in here. But uh, maybe that's why nobody was responding. You couldn't hear me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think sometimes that God feels that way. He'll be speaking to us, and he says, nobody's paying any attention. Don't you hear me? So uh, I have a tendency to see little Bible lessons in almost everything that happens. So that's a good sermon there. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Somebody thought so. But if we look around and just think about how God has blessed us, my friends, we'll realize Thanksgiving, especially for the Christian, it's not just on Thursday on, on, in November, the last Thursday. It is every day when you're a Christian. What the world considers good luck or what a lucky coincidence that was, or my psychic was right. It, it happened just like they said. Yeah, you, you woke up, but, but we give credit to horoscopes and everything but to God. At least the world does that. But we know the secret, and it's not really a secret. All they got to do is open this book. Amen? Praise God. Turn on the television. There's so many people preaching the word these days. It's amazing. It's wonderful. I thank God for that. Praise God. But you know, my friends, God wants us to be thankful to him. And we're going to find out before this message is over today, I hope, that we'll realize that it's not for his benefit. God doesn't need us to, to say thank you or to praise him. There's myriads and myriads and thousands of thousands of angels doing that nonstop, saying holy, holy, holy unto our God. We're going to find out that praising God benefits us. It blesses us. It empowers us. Praise God. We are so blessed, brothers and sisters, that we live in America. When you look at all, amen, thank you. When you look at all that's going around in the world today, I'm so glad I don't live in Syria, in Sudan, Afghanistan, and I can name about a hundred other places. I'm so glad we live here in America. What a wonderful country. And you hear people complain and talk about how things aren't going the way they used to 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. They never do. But we're still the best country in the world. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Can we just thank God for that? Can we thank God for America and that we live in this wonderful, beautiful country that he has blessed us with? Sometimes I think we just need to stop and realize that do you know that more than 40 million people living in America today were not born in this country they were born somewhere else and they came to the, this country or their parents brought them to this country there must be something good about America and we need to thank God for it this country was formed on Christian biblical scriptural principles and precepts Sometimes it's hard to, to tell now when you look around and see what's going on. But you can see God all through America. And I thank him for that. I thank God we can do what we're doing right now. Still, some nations, if I stood up here and we tried to enjoy the word together, we'd all be in jail. This is just something else we can thank God for. There's no other country like America. And we need to thank him daily for that wonderful privilege to be 
an American. And I definitely figured I wanted to start out that day. We're talking about things that blesses us. The things that God blesses us with. And that's just one of the things. Now, just a little tongue-in-cheek humor here. If you want something else to thank God for, let's try these on for size. Be thankful that only you and God know all the things about you that he does. And we need to also thank him that he can keep a secret. Amen. I know I do. Praise God. I'm being, being real here. We need to be thankful that even if you can't pay all of your bills, uh, especially after Christmas, at least you're not one of your creditors. Amen. <laughs> Lastly is a quote by Abe Lincoln, what he was thankful for. This is during the Civil War, and he went through so much day by day. The, I can just imagine the battle reports, men being lost. Abe Lincoln was quoted as saying that we should be thankful that the future only comes one day at a time. God knows that we can handle. And also that God's grace and his mercy are renewed every day. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. One more. Thank you, Alan. Praise God. All right. I can just see all those little joy bubbles just popping out of everybody out there. It's good to give joy, uh, to give praise to God. And God will bless us for it. We have an old saying in the church that as the blessings, as the praises go up, the blessings come down. That is so right, dear. So I don't know why we are not blessing God all the time. Blessing meaning praising him. David said, I will bless the Lord. When? At all times. And his praise will be in my mouth how often? Continuously. Oh, Sister Gwen, you know. <laughs> and some others, good. Uh, I want you to help me with this sermon, folks, okay? I think we can do it better if we do it together. So, once again, we need to praise God all the time. And not only that, for everything. That's the hard part. To thank him for the bad times and the good times. The title of today's sermon is Give Thanks to God for Everything. Let's turn to Psalm 100, brothers and sisters. should come up on the uh, screen here in a second. Okay. All righty. Can we read together, please? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Say the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, that is he that has made us, and not we are ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Say that last verse one more time, please. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. This is name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endureth for all generations. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank God for all that. If you ever want to know why, you should praise God, why you need to thank Him, why we're commanded to turn to Psalm 100. You don't hear it said that often like we used to, but church, God is a good God. I don't know if anybody's told you that lately. You ought to tell yourself that first thing in the morning. 
Thank you, God, for being so good to me. Thank you, God, for waking me up this morning. Thank you, God, for watching over me all night long. Thank you that all the air in my body didn't just disappear and that you kept my breathing going. Things that we take for granted. My sister was just on a respirator two weeks ago. And without that little tube going down her, she could not breathe. We don't know how lucky. I've said that word. Stop it, Vaughn. Stop it, devil. How blessed we are that we can breathe. We don't even think about it. That's the goodness of God. That is the goodness of our Lord. And I thank him for that. When we thank God, we show it. It's not that God can't read our minds. Yes, he can. But when you thank God, you're supposed to say something. There's a word for that. That what is inside comes out of our mouth. Jesus said in Luke 6:45, out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth will speak. Amen. Praise God. It's not good enough that it's in here. It has to come out. There's another reason why when you praise God like that, the devil hears it. That strengthens you and weakens him. That's casting that mountain into the sea, as Jesus said. When you give God glory, when you speak up about your Jesus, demons tremble. They don't like that. They tend to, thank you, brother, they tend to go out of your life. They don't want to hang around that. They've got to come back. Satan's going to make sure they come back and bother you, but they don't come back as strong. When you send them out with a good scriptural whooping, thus saith the Lord, it is written, as Jesus did with Satan in the desert, in the wilderness, right? Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. You've got to be prepared and be able to do it just like Jesus did. Praise God. We need to be full of something, and that's something we need to be full of is the word of God so that we can use it, so that we can know it. You can't know the God of the word until you study the word of God. Amen. I could have a bazooka up here and a tank is coming towards me. And I could take that tank out. But not if I don't know how to use the bazooka. You have to learn. We have a sword here. Isn't that what the Bible calls it? We need to learn how to use it, brothers and sisters. The dictionary tells us that Thanksgiving focuses on the benefits graced unto us by God. And you know why it says he does it? Why he graces us? John 3.16 tells us, because he loves us. I heard you. Because he loves us. Just that simple. Aren't you glad that God's love is unconditional? That no, amen? Go on, Alan. You and me, brother. Come on. Praise God. I am. When I think of the things that I've done that were wrong, and I say, you still love me? What a mighty God we serve, brothers and sisters. What an awesome God. That he would love any of us when we consider the things in our life that we are not very proud of and that we wish that we had not done. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but that's how I know, how I feel. You know, church, it's an easy thing to be thankful unto God, to honor God and praise him when everything is going just wonderful hunky-dory in our lives. When the refrigerator and the freezer are full and the food just falling out every time you open the door. Oops, that's, that's my house. I's sorry. Food's been in that freezer for five, ten years. 
I'm not going to eat it. Okay. But nevertheless, I guess that makes us feel pretty comfortable. When it's a brand new car sitting in the driveway, when the boss just gave you a raise, when all your friends tell you how wonderful you are, you know, it it, it makes you feel good. Uh, When the dog runs up to you and licks you as you walk in the door, I said this last night, and we mentioned Brother Peter, who, (laughs) I see you, Peter, who he just loves his dogs and his cats. And he says, when I come home, they just run up to me, and he'll send me pictures showing the dogs just all over him. That type of thing. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we had that every day in one form or the other? But it's not like that all the time, is it? It's not like that. It's an easy thing. To be faithful to God when everything is going fine. But I've got to ask you, brothers and sisters, what about the other side of that coin? What do we do when things seem to be just going completely wrong all the time? Everything. Sometimes when the bottom falls out, you've got to hold on to the top of something because you're going to go down with it. And it always seems to happen at the same time. So you go to the doctor just for your annual exam. You're feeling good. Everything's fine. But when you walk out there, your face is down. The doctor gave you a bad diagnosis. Doesn't look good. The factory you've worked in for years and years and years. I think about so many people at a major company here. And and my wife had to go there at that time and let a lot of them go for the company. And uh, what some people did, they were just so devastated. It was just so sad. But out of the blue, something like that can happen to you. That job can just disappear. How many of you know that the Bible says it is God who gives us the ability to prosper? That job came from God. Amen? But if that job goes, guess what? He's got another one. Amen. Probably a better one. And that is pretty much all the things in, my, in our lives. When something is taken away, if someone walks off, God has something else for you. Oftentimes it's better. What do you do when the A student all of a sudden is turned into an E or F student and is now threatening to run away and join the circus? What what do you do? Praise God. What do we, we do? God wants to know. Will you still praise him and offer him thanksgiving during the storms of your life, during the dark night of your soul, as it's sometimes called? Will you still love him? Will you still serve him? Will you trust him? I can't help but think of Job's wife. When Job was going through all her turmoil, she was, a, she was something else. She told Job, why don't you just curse God? And then you know what she told him to do? Go ahead and die. Go ahead and die. Gentlemen, aren't you glad you got the wives you got? We are so blessed. Thank you, ladies. We are so blessed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Charles Stanley, before he passed away, obviously, wonderful man. My brother Alan and I like to read his books. By the way, you owe me a book. Okay. Dr. Charles Stanley once preached a message on constantly being grateful to God. He stated that we Christians must always remain thankful, even in the midst of adversity. We should always maintain an attitude of gratitude. I I, I just like that term. 
Can you say that with me? An attitude of gratitude. Praise God. He said, for with a grateful heart comes a whole host of benefits from God, such as a greater awareness of his presence and all the blessings that go along with being in his presence. The psalmist David said that in his presence is the fullness of joy. Amen. So we need his presence. We need his joy. For the joy of the Lord is our... All right, you guys know your Bible. He said, at his right hand are pleasures. Translated, that's blessings forevermore. And that he will show you the pathways of life. I don't know about you, but I want God to show me what I need to do and what I shouldn't do. To order my steps according to his word, his will, and his good pleasure for my life. Don't you? I don't want to do what Vaughn wants to do. I want to do what God wants to do. As Jesus said the night before he was crucified, not my will, O God, but thy will be done. That should be a caveat in every decision and every prayer that we make. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for leading us that way. He says, with a grateful heart comes a whole host of benefits, okay? Such as greater joy, which is our strength, as we said. A sense of decreased anxiety becomes evident in our lives when we're praising him. And it energizes us, especially when we feel beaten down. I say again, brothers and sisters, you you know God is never more, more pleased with us than when we praise him during the storm. It's, like we said, easy to do it when the sun is shining. But when we do it during the hard times, God is so pleased. I remember John Heggie saying this one time. Uh, he said, you angels, do you hear that? You hear my children down there praising me in, in the midst of the storm? All that's going on wrong in their lives? It can be individually or as a nation. But he said, get down there and bless them because they're praising me. We can praise ourselves out of more bad situations, brothers and sisters, than we can ever do crying the blues, okay? Praise is powerful. There is power in praise, and we're going to see that in just a few minutes. Dr. Stanley goes on to say that giving thanksgiving unto God energizes us physically, emotionally, and, of course, spiritually, especially during difficult times. It assures us of several things. Real quickly, we are not alone. God is always with us. He loves us unconditionally. I'm so glad. We are eternally secure. God walks us with us wherever we go. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, right? Isn't that what David said? God will bring us through no matter what it is. My wife has a saying, God's got it. Whatever it is, give it to God. Looking at Larry here, I remember when you were out on that ship and your boat was overturning in that storm. And the word, you called the church for prayer. And the word was given back to you. God's got it. Hold on. And you came home that night, didn't you, brother? Amen. And you proclaimed that. Amen. Thank you. Yes, he did. Praise God. God will bring us through, my friends, as he's brought so many of us through the storms of life. David said, many are the afflictions, the problems of the righteous. But the Lord, I love those Holy Ghost buts. But the Lord will deliver us from them all. Amen. 
And you don't know how good God is, how great he is, until you've gone through a storm and see him come and rescue you as he did the disciples, walking on the water in the storm. Here comes Jesus. Has anybody ever experienced that besides Gwen and I? Has, look at all those hands. Praise God. If you don't, if you haven't, you will one day. We're either going out of a storm or going towards a storm. Or we're in the midst of a storm. You will see him one day if you turn to him, brothers and sisters. There's always something to be thankful for. Church. No matter what we go through, and that is one of the main points I want to bring up today, we always need to thank God, even when the worst happens to us. A good example I want to give to you is Matthew Henry's experience. Have you heard of Matthew Henry, great Bible expositor and scholar from the late 1600s, early 1700s? He was robbed at knife point one night. And he thought his life was going to be over. But the man looked at him and told him, give me your money. And he, like he was going to lunge at him. But then the man looked back and ran off. I think there was an angel there with Matthew Henry. That's just my opinion. And he ran off. Matthew Henry went and told his friends about it. And he was just praising God and thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And they said, why are you so happy? You just got robbed. You shouldn't be happy. He said, I am thankful, he said, because the robber only took my wallet. He didn't take my life. He said, I'm thankful to God that the thief took the money in my wallet, but I had much more in the bank. I thank God, and I like this one, that it was him who robbed me and not me doing the robbing. He found something to thank God about, brothers and sisters. And if you think about the experiences in our lives, we can see through the worst of times there was a blessing somewhere in there. Life might have, came, might have come to you like a fist trying to knock you out. But if you let God open that fist up, there's a blessing in there. There's a blessing that could only have been accomplished <clears throat> through what you experience. David would never have been king of Israel, if not for the storm in his life called Goliath. Amen? Think, just think about it. We would never know salvation eternal if it wasn't for the cross and Jesus being willing to go and be crucified on it. Out of the worst of things you can imagine, so often comes the blessings, brothers and sisters. Let me give you one more quick example. We're going to wind up things. Has anybody here ever heard of Cornelia, uh, a woman named Cornelia Boone? Most of us know her as Corey, Corey Ten Boone. She was a Dutch Christian young lady who, along with her father and her family, hid many Jews during World War II to keep them safe from the Nazis. Well, as luck would have it, one day they were captured, they were found out, and they were all put in prison. Her and her sister, Betsy, were sent to one of the worst prisons called Ravensbrück. It was a nightmare, she said. They found it unbelievably disgusting, overcrowded, just filthy. And on top of it, what made it so hideously bad, it was infested with fleas. 
I don't know if anybody here has ever had an experience with fleas. They are horrible. They are insidious. I'm not going to tell you here how I know, but when and I had a dog kennel, I guess I am going to tell you, and it became flea infested. And I guess in a way we could thank them because that was the reason that we left Milford and came to Middleton. Because Gwen said, I'm getting out of this country place and get back to a city. I'm done. I shut the kennel down. Within about three months, we left. But they were so meant. There must have been a million fleas. They just multiplied overnight. We had to have the place exterminated over and over. They're horrible. So I can just imagine these ladies living in this flea-infested place. Well, somebody say, ugh, three times, please. Ugh. Uh, uh, thank you. Yeah, Marilyn Hickey does that. I like that. The next morning, they did their scripture reading. They would do it in private so nobody would find them out. It was First Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18. And I believe we're going to put that up so we can look at it real quickly. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We've all heard that before. We say, oh yeah, I can do that. Well, can you? Do you? Betsy told Corey, we got to do that. We have to do exactly what God said. We've got to thank God for every detail in this situation that we're in. Everything we're going to give thanks for. And Corey said, I'll give thanks for everything except for one thing. The fleas. The fleas. She said, I am not thanking God for the fleas. But finally she gave in to her sister. And she said, all right, I'll thank God for the fleas. And she did. They noticed that the guards never came into their barracks. They would shine a flashlight in there and look around at nighttime but keep going. Because of that, they were able to do Bible studies uninhibited like never before. They even started having prayer sessions there daily. And this went on throughout the war until they were released. They finally found out from somebody why the guards would not come to their particular barracks. Do you know why they didn't come? The fleas. Those dreaded fleas that they thanked God for enabled them to have a Bible study and to pray. She said, as far as I know, those prayers, God bless you. As far as I know, those prayers saved our lives. So that a whole lot more people suffered horribly under those guards. But they never bothered us. They didn't want to come near us. Brothers and sisters, we've got to learn to thank God through it all, no matter what it is. God will take care of us. He will protect us. The devil will come at us. That's his job. But you know what Genesis 15:20 says? What the devil meant for harm. God will make it out for our good. Thank you, brother. Yes. That's Joseph speaking to his brothers. What you meant for harm when you threw me in that well and sold me away into slavery, God turned it into good. I will save all my people because of that. I'll save all the Egyptians, and I will save you too who meant me harm. So many times. Good time to say an amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. i got three minutes left, brothers and sisters. I could give you example after example. We already mentioned P. 
people like David and how his arch nemesis, Goliath, turned out to be a blessing in his life. Can you think of any more? What about the Egyptian that Moses slain? And for 40 years, he had to hide out tending sheep. This was a blessing to him. He didn't realize it, but that's what it turned out to be. So many times in Scripture, we see that happen. But what the devil means for harm in your life, God will turn it out for good. Our next Scripture, Romans 8.28, tells us what God will do. That he will even use the bad things in our lives to bless us. Romans 8.28 And we know that all things God and all things God works out for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purposes. If you are following God if you are a blood-washed child of God I used to say and you are following his commandments in your life Expect God to be there for you. Know that he will be there for you. We have his written word on that. It is written. And God is the word. He's not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man that he needs to repent. If God says he'll do it, he'll do it. Sometimes we're just a little bit anxious. And it doesn't happen when we want it to. As we expect it to. Hebrews 10.35 tells us. Cast not away your confidence. How does it say it in NIV? Do not throw away your confidence, or it will be richly rewarded. When we hang in there, church, when we don't give up, when we say, Lord, your word said it, I'm going to stand on it. No matter what, God will bring you through. He's honor-bound. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's honor-bound by his word to bring you through. Brothers and sisters, that's the God we serve. I talked about the power of praise. I'll end on this. You've heard of Noah. Okay. I'm sorry, Jonah. Wrong seascape. Jonah ran from God, wound up in the belly of a whale. And for three long days, he prayed and prayed and asked God to deliver him from that whale. But when he finally when he finally did one thing, he was delivered. In Jonah 2, verse 8 to 10, I'd like us to read it together, and we're going to end on this. This is how Jonah got delivered. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them, but with shouts of grateful praise will I sacrifice to you. God wants our praise, brothers and sisters. There is power in our praise. That's why we're told praise, which is thanksgiving. That's why we're told in Philippians 4, to be anxious for nothing, with everything in prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Praise. Make our request known unto God. And he says, if you do, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. All he wants us to do is to trust him to love him as he loves us. If you realize how much God loves you, you can't help but love him. And if you love him the way you should, you will praise him. You will give him honor and glory. And that's what God wants. But as I said, 
it blesses us just as much, if not more, than it blesses God. Get in the habit of praising God. One day you won't be able to do that. One day you'll be standing before God. Wouldn't it be nice if you had his praise in your mouth, as David said, continuously in your mouth? Two of our church members told me this morning, they said, Vaughn, do you realize that we're just one breath, one heartbeat away from meeting God? We need to act like it. Who told me that? Did you raise your hand? I knew it was you, Fowlers. <laughs> Thank you for that word. Because I believe that came from God. Folks, we're just one breath away from meeting our Savior Jesus. Acts 17, 28 says, It is in Him that we live. It is in Him that we move. It is in Him that we have our being. You're not doing it on your own. If God doesn't say, let it happen, it ain't going to happen. And Daniel, he says, our very next breath, Daniel chapter 5, and all of our ways are in God's hands. Daniel speaking to Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, telling him, you're going to die today because you don't realize that fact. That if God doesn't say breathe, if he doesn't say heartbeat, you're out of here. We need to thank God every moment, every second of the day for blessing us the way he did. Praise God. I always have to give a little testimony. I'm just two minutes over. This will take 30 seconds. As some of you know, Gwen and I were both very sick this year. We both wound up in the hospital. We were both deathly ill. And we both might not have come out. And we knew it. We said our goodbyes. But God. But God. Praise Him. Praise Him while you can. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God bless Amen. Will you stand with us today? Gratitude is one of those postures of the heart that's easy for us to walk away from. Gratitude is one of those things that we think would be an easy attitude to have, but there are so many things that get in the way of that. And so today, this reminder that we give thanks in everything. Now, what that scripture in Thessalonians did not say is give thanks for everything. Because when when times are tough, you're not necessarily giving thanks for that, but you're giving thanks in it. Because it's back to growing and discipline. It's not easy. But when we are grateful in the midst of those times, us grow. We're going to close the service today with a time of prayer. Maybe you're here in this room this morning and you don't know this Jesus that we're talking about being grateful to. There are some folks that can lead you in that direction before you leave the building today. If you're online, there are folks that can pray with you today so that you can receive Jesus as your Savior and make Him the Lord of your life. If you need prayer for anything, this altar is open for you to come and pray. There are folks at the back corners of the room at our prayer stations. We encourage you, as we, as our worship team is worshiping up here, we encourage you to come and pray today.
join those elders that are around your throne today, casting off their crowns and crying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that is here with us. Thank you for being in our midst as we sing and worship you, as we fellowship together, as we listen to your word. And now, God, today as we go... We pray that every day of our lives, the posture of our heart would be gratitude. Thanking you in every situation so that we might see ourselves grow and mature to exactly who you want us to be. We thank you, God, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. If you still need prayer this morning, the altar is still open. If you want to pray, folks are still at the prayer stations. There's still folks online available to meet with you before you sign off today. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping. Have a great week.